Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, April 15th. Dun, 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 dun. You know what that date means. We're going to have a little discussion of that later on. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, joined by my sister Monica in Portland, Oregon. How's everything up there? Hey, gals. Great. Spring has sprung. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was seeing some photos from Skagit County over the weekend that it's tulip time up there in the Northwest. Exactly. Beautiful here. Gorgeous uh, weekend. All right. Julie Dolan, uh, you're in Dallas, Texas. I was worried about you last night when I read about all those new uh, tornado warnings. Right. But those were going north north of us, Liz, in what is known as uh, the Tornado Alley. But yeah, there's been some serious damage north of us. But here in Dallas, I've been on golf ball watch. I think my dog ate a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. but, you, but you can't quite tell that sounds like that's dangerous yeah it, that's I, I i'm a little worried about it i mean he had one in his mouth i don't know what happened to it <laughs> so anyway that's, I'm uh, and sheila i hear you laughing there you are in south pasadena california we had a little fun outing last night didn't we Oh, we did, Liz. We went. We had our your Christmas present last <laughs> night. A Christmas outing in April. Oh well, yeah, it was fun. We went to see the new uh, the Green Day show called American Idiot. We went to the Amundsen Theater here in downtown L.A. and we had a, a just a festive evening with Leon's family, Liz, myself. I actually got off the couch on a Saturday night. We had dinner before the show, right, Liz? Yes, it was very nice. I was a little late. I had all kind of snafus on my way getting there, but by the time I got there, Leon and Sheila had arranged. There was food all over this table in the lounge area, and uh, I could just jump right in. So well, that's that was right. Really it's a good fun. thing. Yeah, it's a good thing we know how to order in this family. <laughs> you certainly do. Well, how was the play? You haven't mentioned what. So. Well, it, it was great for me because it was all music. I, I mean, my feeling about musicals is I don't like when they try to incorporate a story. In any way. <laughs> you mean when they just burst into song? Just keep the song. It's coming. Yeah. And luckily, Green Day has about 150 hits. I mean, every song. It was, it was The staging was fantastic. It was sort of a punk rock revolutionary, you know, uh, Broadway sort of, you know, musical theater extravaganza, wouldn't you say, Liz? Yeah, it was taking the big hit record, American Idiot, and sort of turning it into a Broadway show. It was loosely organized into a story. So even at the end, both of Lee and Sons said, at the beginning, they said, I don't know how they're going to make this into a story. And at the end, they were like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we got the story. There was the one guy that did this, and the one guy that did that, and then the third guy did the other. And uh, so we all kind of figured out the story. I would classify it, it's sort of 
La Boheme meets Rent in a punk rock kind of way. And, of course, Rent was sort of a modern La Boheme anyway, but, but way better than both of those because the music is so fantastic, all those Green Day songs. And, and I would say that the group in the theater was not your average Saturday night at the Amundsen. So that was fun. You could tell the people that were there to see it were just psyched to be there. They were kind of cheering even before the show started. So it was very exciting and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The only thing I would say, sisters, is there was a little, like, NC-17 twist, which in the middle of the show, I looked over at Liam, and her sons are sitting there, and I was just... She was just holding her breath and cringing. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being in an NC-17 situation with your child. That oh, my, and, and as an aunt, I was just mortified. I right. Mean, <laughs> and, re- and remember, it's live theater. It's not oh. even like you're watching a movie together. It's happening on the stage. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, the show just, the music took off. So it was like, whoa, that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 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 Lee and Sons both agreed it was the best play they ever saw. <laughs> okay, once again, Lee, you have your deposition as the coolest hippest on around, taking no. the fuse to an NC-17 play. It's totally not NC-17, but there is some adult content. I don't want to scare people away. But if you have sensitivities about adult content and adult language, this would not be the ideal show for you. But in every other way, I thought it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I also felt like I could just relax and enjoy myself because I'm free, sisters. My taxes are done. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, today's April 15th. So they're really done, Sheila? That's a new record for you. When did you get them done? Because don't we have until the 17th or something? Well, no, no, no. Monica and I have a system, right, Monica? Yeah, it's it's a loose system, but... As the years go on, I I really step back from my position as your tax advisor, right? And now I just advise you to go to a professional, Sheila. That's right. I got my call from Monica about a month ago. She had gone to H&R Block. I mean, I went to H&R Block last year. Didn't have a fantastic experience, but I was willing to go back again because really at at my stage of the game, I have no other choice. I can't pretend to do the e-file. Monica and I did that once over the phone, right, Monica? We had a conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it worked very well. And then uh, last year I made some sort of major math error. <laughs> oh, no. So, so Monica, in typical fashion, said, oh, no, great experience at H&R Block. I said, oh, great, what happened? She goes, well, uh, let's see. It was about, you know, 100 bucks and... Uh, and I got back a refund of 102 bucks. So- <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your expectations are low. That's good. No, but I, I'm so far beyond that. All right. So I walked into my H&R block here in Pasadena. Now, did you have an appointment? or Because I went as a walk-ins welcome. You told me walk-ins. I made an appointment a year okay, ago. Yeah. A, no, a year ago. You think a I year ago. No, I didn't keep that appointment. I can't. <laughs> that sounds more accurate. That's, that sounds more you. Okay. So and you so you canceled an appointment and just walked in. And I waited until I had spring vacation so I could clear my mind and get my one or two stubs together. <laughs> stubs? Uh, receipts, I assume you mean. Uh, I don't know what they were. I didn't even open them. Do you your, know what I mean? Your W-2s, your, yeah, that kind of stuff. Some stubs. I walk in. I'm waiting in the, in the wait, you know, the balloons, the coffee, um, and I fill out my little slip, give my name, 
and they're lovely tax accountants waiting in the wings. You know, they all, they, it's a random choice who comes to you. This lovely woman comes around the corner, introduces herself. She said, are you one of the Dolan sisters? Oh, well, really? She I knew said, you? Well, yes, I am. She <laughs> goes, I, I know all about you. I'm a huge fan. My name is Susan. And by the way, I lived with your sister in Moscow. Oh! What? What are the chances of that? So she was a Satellite Sisters listener who actually knew Julie? Who knew Julie? Who? Oh, my God. Sheila, that is an incredible <laughs> force of nature there. That I, I mean, uh, she, she, it was so amazing. I mean... Uh, the first thing I said to her is, well, I just want you to know I'm in a very different tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I actually said to her, you know, Susan, you're going to know all of my secrets now. And she was so lovely and so above board and so nice. She said, well, would you rather I, I not do your taxes? Because I have a privacy you know, blah, blah. They do a whole privacy thing. And I said, no. It's just a policy. (laughs) No, I just really like you. I mean, let's do it. Let's do this, Susan. So I literally sat for about two hours with her. It was the most, I would have to say she is the nicest person I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Not only that, she got me a refund. Well, then she's even nicer. She got me a, a refund on federal and state. I, 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 but the whole time she was doing it, we were reminiscing about the sisters and Julie and Ma. I mean, it was, it was the most unbelievable experience. Well, isn't that, that is a kind of a dream come true to have a <laughs> sister do your taxes, yes, right? Yes, Julie. I mean, that is it. Someone that is kind and empathetic and funny. Empath- yeah. Empathy is the, is the important thing while doing my taxes. And... <laughs> Who hard could they be? And full full disclosure. I mean, I felt, like I, could, I felt like I could just open up my life to her. I mean, uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. Don't go. The Susan's nice, Sheila, but don't go that far. No, no. So Save Susan's, it. you know, I got the, the, e- the thank you email, and then I got a lovely phone call. Susan, I'm sorry. I haven't called you back. I've been, um, well, I went out. First of all, I, I just want everyone to know I went out and bought a beautiful decorative accordion file folder (laughs) is that what susan told you to do no but i am inspired by susan so the only thing i have in it is her card and my h&r block credit slip because that what i paid for this year's taxes is tax deductible next year (laughs) you are so far ahead of the game that goes right that goes right in the taxes slip there (laughs) right in that folder so I, I, I'm just inspired, thankful, um, relieved, and uh, I just feel like I have a new friend. Well, that no, she is a wonderful, wonderful person. She was a great friend in Moscow. And sometimes when you travel and people move, you lose contact. And it's so great through Satellite Sisters that you're back in contact. So, Sheila, you have to send me her, her contact information. I will, Julie. Okay, because I would love to thank her for being such a satellite sister to you. Yes, no, she was fantastic. So all is good. All is well with the world. Well, hey, speaking of the world, you know, in my world, two big events happened this week. I mean, the first lady's desk was on fire, as we like to say. 
I mean, Hillary Rosen, we all know now, the Democratic strategist who went on cable TV and made unfortunate comments about um, Ann Romney, saying that she had never worked a day in, a, in her life. Okay, if Hillary Rosen had listened to Satellite Sisters, mm -hmm. you know this never would have happened. Never. Right. Never would have happened. Ever, ever, ever. Because what have I been saying on our award-winning show for years and years? Maybe um, almost too much. I say leave the ladies alone. Leave first ladies alone. Okay, do not criticize them. Let them make their own choices about how they want to live their lives. Leave them alone. And yeah, plus we are just in general down on what I would call sister on sister crime, right? So listen, we don't, women don't need to be judging each other and dissing each other. So just, just let it go. People, we're all doing the best we can. Everyone's doing the best we can. So I, I really, if you know, Hillary Rosen, I would just ask her to reach out, have her join our Facebook group. I think that would be the best way for her to spend. She, she, she probably has some free time on her hands now because she's not going to be on TV quite as much in the next couple of weeks. So just join our Facebook group. That would be these satellite sisters and just listen to some of the classic satellite sister uh, shows because we go all through this and it's never too, it's never too late to learn. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And I know on Leanne's podcast, too, on Chaos Chronicles, which you can get at chaoschronicles.com, she often talks about just, the, like, all of this unnecessary fighting between, you know, stay-at-home moms and working moms and a lot of the moms who are sort of have one step in each camp. There is just nothing to be gained by this constant judging and fighting about those kinds of things. People are doing the best they can and what I seems like the right thing for them and their families. Um, all right. So the lesson was learned there. Now, the other the other part of my world that I, I, you know, that I just have to comment on, and that is out of North Korea this week, fired the giant dud rocket. I, <laughs> this was supposed to com commemorate, you know, it was time to the hundredth anniversary of the birthday of Kim Kim Il-ung's grandfather, that would be Kim Il-sun, okay, and he was the grand leader of the North Korean state. He's the one all the people really, really revere, and so they were going to send up this friendship rocket. That's That was the name of the rocket. Did you know that? Oh, that, that sounds so friendly. I thought it was like a missile, but yes, now that you call it a friendship rocket, I'm okay with that. Okay, so it was a big dud, but I knew it was going to be a dud. And the reason I knew that rocket was going to be a dud is because, as you, as you sisters know, in 2011, I went to North Korea. I spent five of the longest days of my life in Pyongyang and the whereabouts. And I can just tell you that they, they didn't, I mean, it, that place is so grim. I mean, I knew, I mean, we went to the high-tech university language lab and they had 1980s boom boxes in there, okay? So they, I, you know, I tried to use the phone to call home once. It was from the 1930s, this rotary dial phone. The cars, the buses, the few that you see on the streets, they're all from the 1950s. I mean, they don't have that technology. I knew that rocket wasn't going to work, you know? I mean, they're... Their whole world is all about this very sinister um, play. You know, it is all for effect. They brought in the outside world. They brought in foreign journalists to watch the big rocket launch. But, you know, they just, 
They don't have, you know, they have been dumbing down their people for generations. So they don't have the kind of technology, they don't have the people with the smarts to build the kind of technology they would need to launch a rocket. Then why do we keep hearing they're enriching uranium and all of that? They must have a handful of people that know what they're doing. Well, they do have some friends in the world, Liz, excuse me. (coughs) And those would be the Syrians, the Iranians, you know, the Chinese... And those people do have the technology to enrich uranium, uranium and to build nuclear weapons. This, this, I mean, the problem with the big dud rocket is that I think it now is going to motivate them to send up some kind of nuclear rocket because all they've got is military. There's nothing else going on there. They're starving their people to death. You know, there's no other manufacturing. You know, the housing is grim. You know, the, the place is coming apart, but they are a military machine. That's the only way that they can control the people who are there. So I think it's very, very dangerous. Interestingly, the other big event that happened is Kim Jong-un, the son, the, you know, the young guy. The new he, guy in charge. He spoke mm. this weekend. He was like, uh, you know, he was on the parade route and he said, we are committed to being a military power. And that's significant because his father, the crazy one, uh, uh, Kim, Kim Jong-il, he had only spoken one sentence in public in 18 years. Really? Oh. Yes, really, really. So the fact that Un, the grandson, is out there and he's, you know, jabbing away on the, on the, on the podium and talking is really a big deal. And, but he's committed to military action and to keeping, you know, they feel like the threat from the Imperial West is very real and that the only way to protect themselves and their pure state is through nuclear weapons. So, uh, Well, of course, we were having a foreign policy discussion last night at dinner, right, Sheila, before we went to see American Idiot. And um, Leon's entire position right. on this was, she said, did you see the North Korean thing? I was like, yeah, what do you think? She's like, I think, na 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 na, <laughs> and that was sort of okay. We finished foreign policy, moving on. <laughs> okay, well, I know. Okay, it's again. like a Roman candle on the Fourth of July that didn't go off, right? But but see, but again, yeah. But they are now they they have lost so much, you know, face by, by this humiliating experience. It's only going to make them matter, and it's only going to make them more determined to do something. To you know, to show that they are a world power. So, well, thank you for commenting. We did. There were several people already at the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, we just honestly don't know what you're waiting for. Come on, we're having a lot of fun over there on Facebook. Just search on the Satellite Sisters, and several people immediately posted that they wanted your comments on this subject, Julie. Because for many of us, you are the only North Korean expert we know. So, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I know. I saw those journalists, and they were outside the same hotel, because there are only two hotels in Pyongyang, and they were standing outside that Yangato Hotel. I was like, I've been there, and I know that's as far as they could get outside of the hotel before their minders were going to tell them to get back into the hotel. So, uh, yes, I indeed. I am your North Korean expert, sisters. There you have it. Satellite sister tradition, Julie. Just keep us posted, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Okay, I, I have a little service I'd like to offer Satellite Sisters listeners. Please, Monica. Um, okay, I rec- uh, last weekend I saw two movies, uh, and I kind of bookended the whole weekend. I saw 
one movie on Friday night after work because it was raining. And then it was raining again on Sunday. So I decided to go see another movie on Sunday. And I'm just here to tell you, I do not want you to confuse these two movies because you will be very disappointed if you think you're going to see one of these movies and you end up at the other one. And let me explain why. The first one I saw is the movie Jeff Who Lives at Home. Oh, that looks funny. That's the Jason Segel movie, right? Jason Segel is. I think you would like it. You know, it's a quiet little indie movie made by the Duplass brothers. Uh, And remember, Liz, we met the two of them, the two filmmakers, when we went to the Ben Film Festival. Um, So uh, Jason Segel, he's this slacker, 30-something, sort of pot-smoking loser son, and he lives at home in the basement, and that's why the name of the movie is Jeff, Who Lives at Home. Okay. And uh, it's a story really about, like, an offbeat family, and Susan Sarandon's in it, and she's back, and she I noticed. Um, did you see the movie? No, no, I didn't, but she looks great. Did she have some She, she looks great, but when I sat for the credits at the end, I mean, it was, this was just me, I noticed she has... Her own makeup person and her own lighting person. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, you have to after 60. I mean, I really... <laughs> so, I just... Uh, I'm just throwing I mean, that she's out she's no fool. She's no fool. That's really. what I was thinking. She's not going to take the indie, you know, lighting guy who's probably... No, okay. A cousin of Jay and Mark's. No, she has her own lighting effects person. So good, just good detail, Monica. Just remember that. And so there are some very funny moments in the movie. Um, not sort of doubled over laughing, but you know, there's an incident between these two brothers. Uh, the brothers played by Ed Helms. So it's Ed Helms, Jason Siegel. Very sweet, very funny. And at the end, it, it you know, Jeff. It kind of touches your heart at the end. You know, they they wrap up the movie in a very sweet way. So that is Jeff Who Lives at Home. Okay. not confuse that movie with We Need to Talk About Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can see how people might confuse those two. Now do you bookend them for us? It's a phrase. The name of the movie, it's a phrase with the guy's name in it. Jeff and Kevin. So pay attention. (laughs) Jeff is a very sweet movie. Kevin, that movie is absolutely diabolical. Oh, yes. It's it's extremely powerful, though. And Sheila, I know you saw it. Well, uh, two words. Tilda Swinton. (laughs) Tilda. Yes, that's everything you need to know. That's really everything you need to know about this movie. It is the most disturbing, can't peel your eyes away, just it's it's just it explodes. I mean, it's so depressing, but it's depraved. But you just can't stop watching it, right, Monica? It's a very very powerful movie. It's about Tilda Swinton is raising this, you know, a psychopathic son. Oh. And, and so it's told from the point of view of the mother, and it's sort of split between the past and the present. It's it's really an amazing movie. I mean, that movie stuck with me for a long time. I it was. I will say that, it, one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Well, really? I'm so glad to hear you say that, Monica's movies, because I agree with you. I, abs- I really, really loved it. I mean, it's not an easy story to watch, but um, it's just a beautifully made movie. Very sort of, as what did I tell you, top shelf, everything. <laughs> top shelf, female director, uh, Tilda Swinton, and 
um, the final scene, you just can't, you'll never forget it as long as you live. Right, Monica? Yeah, it's a very, very powerful movie. So again, Jeff. <laughs> okay, let's review one more time. Jeff. Because I'm not seeing that other movie. I saw the trailer. No matter what you two say, I'm still not going to. That. I think you might like the movie about Jeff, Julie. Oh, yes, that's I, about I, all you can handle. Yeah. I know you wouldn't like the movie about Kevin, so I just want people to just pay attention to that. Well, that's a good service, Monica. Thank you. All, all right. right. Jeff, who lives at home, yes, we need to talk about Kevin. Maybe no. Uh, all right. Well, I have a little service I'm trying to provide. So here's the challenge we're throwing out there. We, at the Satellite System, Facebook page. There were a number of you who posted a question. I had been talking about how the first three months of this year, I was involved in a fitness challenge with my friends where the Nike Plus software, the thing that you put in your shoe and you can track it on your computer or your phone, it was tracking all of our miles for the first three months and the top three people won a special prize. I did not make the top three, but I still found the whole thing very motivating. So several people said, hey, can we do a satellite system? version of this. And so I said, yeah, sure. So what we've done is we've gone to Nike Plus and I have registered a fitness challenge that's called Satellite Sisters Hit the Streets. And you can sign up for this. And then for the next three months, starting April 16th, that's tomorrow, we're recording this on the 15th, for the three months from April, May, June to the middle of July, all of your miles just automatically get tracked. And the top three finishers, we're going to have them as special guests on Satellite Sisters. As long as you have Skype, we can talk to you. So go check that out. Now, here's the thing. Behind the scenes at Satellite Sisters this week, where we have no IT department, let's just put that out there. It's just us chickens, right? So we've been doing some troubleshooting. Julie and Monica were recruited into my test group to see how hard or easy it was to sign up for this. First of all, to sign up for Nike Plus, and then to sign up for the Satellite Sisters Challenge. And we have to admit that both of you had a hard time successfully figuring out how to do this, right? We have failed, Liz. <laughs> I, I, it just flat out failed. Uh, I have registered for Nike Plus, and I'm receiving emails from them, but I could not find the Satellite Sister group. Monica? I also could not find the Satellite Sisters group. Okay. And Under the challenges. And we cannot explain this because several of you have found the Satellite Sisters group. There are people who have already signed up. So over on the Facebook group, uh, I'll post the information about this later today. And as you try this on your own, if, you, if you're successful in getting all set up and joining our group, which is Satellite Sisters Hit the Streets, uh, if you can just post your own message on the Facebook page about how it worked for you, what the, what the tricks are. Now, the thing is, if you have specific questions like, does my fuel band work with this? Or uh, what kind of phone do I need to have? We can't answer those questions for you. We're just doing the best we can here. So we would like maximum participation, and we'll do the best we can to share all of our information about how to get signed up, and then we'll all be good, and we'll all go forward, and that will be great. But if it's too tricky, we're not going to be able to walk you through the steps of your own personal technology challenges. Um, also, if you're uncomfortable with like the fact that I think some of these apps – might cost a little money or not having the thing in your shoe. We totally understand that. And you can just follow along uh, on the radio and keep track of your own mileage. And we hope everyone will find that satisfying. The idea was to like do something together as a group, but each in our own way. So right. that's the deal. 
right? So Julie, you're, we're, we're going to go back and we're all going to figure out how to make this work. I have registered and several of you, not my sisters, but you satellite sisters have, sisters, yes, right. have successfully figured out how to do this. So if you are one of those people, go to the Facebook group and just leave some instructions about how it worked for you. Okay. <laughs> and Liz, you know what? I'm sure once it gets rolling, you know, next week or the week after, I'm sure we'll have yes. a better idea of how to actually register for the group. Right. It was super simple when I did it. So I want to do it. Yeah. I, I'm I prepared. Too. I know. Yeah. Liz, I'm ready to go. Okay. All right. Well, so we're just going to have to do some sharing, figure this out. Anyway, that's, that's the Satellite Sisters Fitness Challenge. And the backstory to why I was motivated to do this is because, you know, as I say, like when the new year began, I knew I needed something new to motivate me. And I had a very busy January, February, March, but especially March for business travel. So I knew if I wasn't on some kind of a program with accountability, I would really, the whole thing would, would just go to hell. So during March, because I was having all of my mileage tracked, you would have been, if you were like a security person in airports all over the world, <laughs> you would have seen me like marching up and down the, uh, the concourses at Indira Gandhi International Airport, just trying to make sure that I got as many miles in as I could. So, as a result of all of that, though, the good news, and the, that's the good news. The bad news is that I also was experiencing a little bit of, like, creaky something going on in my hip thing. I don't know, oh, you guys. Yeah. As, as you age, do you find different parts yes. of your body hurting than you start? Yes. I have incredible aches and pains now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was, my hip was aching, my right hip was aching, and of course, I did what I would normally do about something like that, nothing. And I just decided if I ignored it long enough, it would go away, right? And, but then both of my knees started to hurt, and I knew that was probably related <laughs> to, I knew that the hip bones probably related to the knee bone, right? And moving down your body. <laughs> yes, yes. And spreading from just my right side to now my right and my left, which was not good. So this week, for the first time ever in my life, I went to see a chiropractor. Uh, oh, really? Yes, yes. I've I, been, uh, Liz, I, I've been to a chiropractor first time this year. For, for similar symptoms, like the hip thing, and what, did it work for you? Yes, I, and I don't know what I don't. I don't know what those people are doing. I don't understand their machines or the little tut tut noise. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I feel better. So, mm -hmm. so there you have. Would yeah. you? Your diagnosis was easy. Too much Zumba. I mean. <laughs> That pretty much was the diagnosis. That I know. I, I mean, I call, I mean, Cairo quackters. I mean, come on, girls. No, Sheila, you're wrong. You're wrong. First of all, that's totally unfair. These are people with a lot of medical training. Now, a medical doctor told me to go to a chiropractor. Yeah, I understand the skepticism because I was totally skeptical. But I went in, and I have to say, two appointments this week, and I feel dramatically better. Okay. Uh, so I like I a person. Nobody is more shocked than I am, Sheila. Like the so the first day I went in, they look at you and they sort of they I mean they quickly figured out well here was that my problem and the uh it's it's a it's a gluteus maximus situation, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she Oh that's your tushy. Yeah. She said I was failing to quote activate my glutes. 
Okay. And so I needed to spend more time at home when I'm working out, activating my glutes, which is just hilarious to think about, like what that is. And just, Are you doing it right now, Liz? Are you <laughs> just stand there and do those butt crunch things? I'm supposed to be clenching my butt a lot more than I was, apparently. That's not, the, the doctor did not say that to me. She sent a list of instructions to the trainer that I work out with from time to time. So Shirley had the list of things from the chiropractor that I needed to do to activate my glutes. And so that part of it just totally makes me laugh. Uh, but then the actual treatment as soon as they, they, they like touch you and there's some releases, but because it was totally my lower body, there's none of that scary jerking your head around or all the scary stuff I had ever heard about, like cracking my spine. I didn't want any of that to happen to me. I just wanted somebody to activate my glutes. Right. (laughs) So, uh, what did they do? So they, it is these machines, they're lasers essentially. So then I was even more skeptical because sometimes those machines are just ways of charging you more for something. But so they, they essentially use the laser on my right hip, which is a way of penetrating through and stimulating whatever. Mitochondria. Uh, ex- they did say that, Monica. Yes. The, the yeah. Hypochondria. <laughs> That's what you have. That's what what your doctor visits do for you, Sheila. They stimulate your hypochondria. I know. They do. Laser laser treatment? Are you kidding me? Stimulating cellulite. Yeah, so it's a, so it's a laser that they put on my. It's basically it's just like if you've ever had an ultrasound done. It was yeah. a little bit like that, uh, except it has a super cold tip, and uh, which I guess is safer. And as I was just describing this to Leanne, she's she's like, "Oh yeah, the cold fusion machine." I'm like, it's, "Okay, it's not cold fusion." No, I agree with. So, do they recommend herbs and stuff? No, like that? no, no, no. No, those are those well, are those are not chiropractors, <laughs> Sheila. Those are naturopaths. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I keep them confused. Right, I, and I know you don't trust any of them, so I do not. No. Okay. okay, well, I'm just You feel see. better, Liz. That's the most important thing. Right. That counts. Right. Yes. So I'm going back on Tuesday, so it will be my third treatment. Another thing I'd always heard is they sign you up for like a million treatments. So, no. She said, let's do, like, come in three times, and we should be able to clear this up, and then I'll give you this series of exercises. I was like, and I'm not going to go for the 60 minutes. I'm going to get the 90 minutes. I think Woo! the last time I had a massage was like a year ago. So, of course, I get on the Google Get on the internet. I'm on Yelp. I'm looking like, is there any place open like at seven fifteen? <laughs> right now. I, mean, I am like, I I am just like, I have to have a massage today. Immediately. So, immediately. So I start going to all these websites where they have you can like book online. I was like, book online. That sounds anonymous. That sounds easy. Well, they have like, you know, one appointment on uh, April 24th open. Well, that's not that helpful to me. Okay. So then I start going, I, I'm Facebook friends with this day spa in Portland and they sometimes have like daily specials, last minute options. I mean, I was checking their Facebook page like every 30 seconds. (laughs) 
if they had a free massage. So then I start calling these places. And, well, first of all, not many are open at 7.15. <laughs> well, there are certain massage parlors that I'm sure are open. Right. And, you know, but but I wait until 10. But none, no one has an appointment. And, and people have, you know, made an appointment in two weeks. I was like, no, I can't wait two weeks. I need it today. And so, you know, and a lot of these um, massage therapists are... They're just single operators. Yeah. So they have like a voicemail. They're never going to call you back. So I finally get this one place and I'm like, help. I said, do you have any appointments open today for a massage? And the guy goes, well, let me look. He said, well, we have a 30 minute appointment at 845 tonight. Will that work for you? I was like, oh, are you kidding? No, I'll be asleep. I mean, <laughs> who wants to have a massage at eight forty-five at night? Nobody. That's why. That's why it's open. Right. right. That's why. That's why it's open. So I failed at getting my massage yesterday, but I, Sheila, I went swimming. Oh, remember, well, did it? Doesn't that help? It really, really helped me. I did a little swimming. I went in the therapy pool. You know, Good. I have. This gym, we have this warm pool. It's called the therapy pool. Just the name of it is therapeutic. I went in there. She like it's an elementary backstroke. Oh well, that stretches out your back. Oh, and then I took two Advil, and I didn't need no massage. I was fine. Sheila, it's so interesting to be hearing your reactions to Monica that you're so skeptical of chiropractors or naturopaths. Right, but but you personally offer a lot of a lot of medical advice to people all the time. Like with no medical training at all, you feel like you are qualified. I'm sorry. It's that is just that is just the one group of people I don't. I mean, I really don't trust. But listen, I think swimming is the ultimate exercise. No creaks, no, no, I have never been to a chiropractor. Plus, you can practice squeezing your butt all you want, Liz, uh, with a kickboard. Basically, that's what you're doing. I feel like you still need a weight-bearing exercise as well. So that you do need to engage your back in some kind of weight-bearing exercise. Okay, Zumba. All right. This is the true fitness challenge, I guess, is he- hearing the sisters argue the case for the things they love to do and argue against the things they hate to do. Like, I just don't enjoy getting wet first thing yes, in the morning. I know you don't. No, yeah, I, I like swimming, but not enough to do that. So it's a split decision there. But, well, Monica, I think you should look into a chiropractor. I mean, perhaps that could be the, the answer that you need for your back pain. I I don't know. I just feel like if I had just one good massage, I could you, work. you got to book it ahead of time, Monica, and see yourself once a month. Believe me, Sheila, all I was thinking, when I was sitting at my computer yesterday morning at the crack of dawn, I was just thinking, why didn't I think ahead? A <laughs> chiropractor, I think, is cheaper, and you get, uh, you get uh, like, more long-lasting results. Okay, there, there you have it. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we will be bringing this, uh, this issue up again over the three months of the fitness challenge. Where some of the aches and pains. All right, moving well, on. Speaking, speaking of, of another area, we've been talking about the back. I want to talk about the nose because I was just drawn to the story about 
how to lower the volume of your sneeze. Oh. That, sisters. Okay, I, I have a slight cold. Perhaps you've heard it. Um, and so I've done a lot of sneezing, And but I was drawn to this article because I believe that we are a family of sneezers, and I know I have loud sneezers in my family. My, my husband, it's like, it's tremendous how loud he sneezes. My son, Nick, whose birthday it is today, April 15th. Oh. A huge sneezer, okay? So... I read this article, and what you're not supposed to do, which I do, of course, is to sort of swallow your sneeze, you know, and, and try to try to stifle that. Because, Monica, as you probably know from medical journals that you've read... Your that- brains explode? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say in the medical journals? That your, your brain explodes? Your eardrums burst? Yes, bulging eyeballs, bladder incontinence, of course. You know, so. Well, that's just an everyday... That's just everyday occurrence I for me. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be sneezing to do that. Okay, go on. And you can also damage the soft tissue in your neck. So I have a lot of soft tissue. <laughs> and the soft tissue is growing by the minute on my neck. That's a goiter. Okay. 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 So here, here are a couple of excellent tips on how to lower the volume of your sneeze. So first... Tip I'm number interested. one. I don't. I, I know you would be, Monica. Uh, I didn't want to call you out as a loud sneezer, but here, here we go. Is to use a thick handkerchief. Well, okay. I don't really think that's a very good tip because who, you know, other than our dad, who carries a handkerchief? No one, right? No okay. One. Now the second second tip is I'm a towel, a small <laughs> towel. I'm writing small towel down. Okay, Monica. The second one on the onset of your sneeze, you are to hold your breath. Okay, and that can interrupt the the reflex to sneeze if you just hold your breath. Or yeah. this one, try this one, Monica. When you start to sneeze, cough simultaneously. Okay, try that, sisters. Try sneezing. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> just try to do that. No, no. <laughs> nobody's doing it. Okay, Monica, this is a good one too. It, when you when you feel the sneeze, you want to clench your teeth and <laughs> your butt. I thought you were going to say glutes. <laughs> I did. I was with Sheila on that one. <laughs> that might help. That might help with the incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> just clench everything. <laughs> just just continually clench. I think would solve okay. a lot of our problems. Well, with, the, with the clenching, I and mean, this is the second line, and this is very important. You have to keep your lips open to prevent air pressure buildup. Air pressure buildup where? Inside your head, right? <laughs> Julie, that sounds so difficult no, if, to if do. You clench, if you clench hard enough, I think your lips naturally purse. Purse up. <laughs> It, it does sound really hard, Monica. Like, 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 if you're in the process of sneezing, thinking about all of these other things would be would take a lot of training. Okay, well, here's a simple one for you, Liz, and this is their final suggestion. Uh-huh. Put your index fingers. Take your two index fi- fingers. Up your nose. <laughs> okay, that does not sound safe. And clench them. No, this is no. You put your fingers. <laughs> You Sorry, can, go ahead, Julie. Okay, I have my two index fingers directly in front of me. What am I okay, supposed to do with you, them? And you put them at the base of your nose. Put them right there now at the base <laughs> of your nose. And then you push up slightly. It's what they call the three stoogers technique. 
Stoogers. Three stodgies. Three stooges, not stoogers. Okay, but that can... That can uh, oh. You've got your finger at the base of your nose pressing up, your teeth clenched, your mouth open, and a large towel nearby. And don't oh. forget your glutes. <laughs> you have to activate your glutes. And you have to cough, too, Monica. Don't forget <laughs> coughing and the sneezing. The same. Wouldn't just sneezing loudly be better? I mean, because at this point, you look like an idiot. <laughs> It seems like you just want to let it all out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. That is very helpful, Julie. I think you should... yeah, you should you should post that to the on our Facebook page so that people can uh, take a look at that themselves okay, and, I will do and, that. and practice at home. Wow, wow! Anyone can master any of those techniques. That would be helpful. It does raise a question I meant to raise during Monica's movie discussion. Like, why would anyone go see that new movie, The Three Stooges? <laughs> when I saw that that was coming out, I was like, I know. really? Who who in their right mind would go see that? So I'm just putting it out there. If you've seen The Three Stooges, I would like to know why. Okay, moving on. One more final fitness tip. I I read about this because we're going to be hopefully embarking upon this Satellite Sisters Walking Challenge. But I read this story in the local paper about uh, people that run a dog rescue operation out in the country outside of Portland. And they now have a doggy fat camp. Oh, you're kidding. No, which actually sounds like a pretty good idea. Well, you know, when Fido gets very portly, you you send him out to the doggy fat ranch. And here's what they said. What happens at the doggy fat camp is um, they stay on the ranch during the week. They eat the right portions of high-quality kibble, and they get lots of exercise. (laughs) And And they have Pilates. Pilates every day. No, but I feel like it's very simple. If I could just eat the, the right portions of high-quality kibble and get lots of exercises, my yes. weight problems would be over, and I'm sure my back would feel better. <laughs> Were you thinking of going to the, the camp? No, I just thought it was fun. I'll tell you, it does give new meaning to the word embarking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sheila, that's a good one. Okay. I think it's a good idea, Monica, so you don't come back slender. But again, when it's returning to the old habits, as we all know, that's the hard part. It's maintaining the weight. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. I like it. Doggy fat camp. We just have to follow the same rules we're asking our dogs to follow. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up now. Oh, look at the time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we got to go. The uh, Don't forget, we've mentioned the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, but if you are listening to the show just on your computer, we have all these apps you can download now, too. So you, the iPhone apps, Android, all of that, the information is at SatelliteSisters.com. If, as you are having specific issues about anything we've raised, but particularly the Fitness Challenge, post it on the Facebook page so the rest of the group can help answer the questions or if you need to send us an email, um, our email address is sisters at satellitesisters.com. Okay, uh, everybody have a big week planned? Anything Anything big? Anything? Anything? Just uh, just clenching our, our butts and moving on with our lives. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going, I'm going gluten-free and going to squeeze my glutes. So I'm going to do both. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters. 
and go to our website at SatelliteSisters.com for our complete audio archive and instructions about how to download our apps so you can listen on your smartphone. Plus, there's a survey there we'd love for you to fill out. It will help our podcast distributor match us to the right advertisers. Thanks.